This show contains violent content and adult themes and may be inappropriate for some listeners. It also includes themes around communicable diseases and viruses, which may be difficult for some people to listen to right now. Testing. Testing. <clears throat> this is Cora du Carmont. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I am, was a pharmacist. Now I'm being held prisoner by monsters. Good morning, future healers. My name is Dr. Daniel McNaughton, and before I begin my remarks, let me extend my warmest welcome to you, new initiates of the Order of Hippocrates Medical Academy. You've got a lot of firsts ahead of you this week. First day of classes, first reading assignments, first, I hope, dissection of a human cadaver. <laughs> but before you dive into your scholarship here at the Order, I want to take a few moments, not to talk about what you'll be doing, but how important your journey is going to be. Not just for yourself, but to all of your fellow man. Let me start by way of example. I'm holding something you're all going to soon be intimately familiar with. A copy of De Humani Corporis Fabrica by Andreas Vesalius. This is an anatomy textbook that was originally published in 1543. It contains information we know to be almost laughably wrong, and it will be your primary anatomy reference text. Why? Because this is the best reference we have that survived the annihilation. When the bombs fell, it wasn't just humanity's future that was shattered. The record of our collective past was literally obliterated. So, why am I giving a group of future doctors a history lesson? As a paleopathologist, I study pre-annihilation diseases. Our ancestors were generations beyond our own understanding of pathology. They were bending diseases to their whim. Immunosuppressive viruses, heat-resistant spores, gene-altering pathogens. Some weaponized strains of ancient plagues died out. Others survived, even mutated. If we are going to clear the biological minefield left by our ancestors, we need to understand what we're confronting. Which is to say, in order to preserve the future, we must rediscover the past. So, that is my pitch for paleopathology. I hope you'll consider it. But I want you to remember this. For thousands of years prior to annihilation, physicians stood on each other's shoulders. Consider, again, De Humani Corporis. Andreas built on the work of the Greek physician Galens. Andreas's text, in turn, was improved upon by Henry Gray, whose book is lost to history. But now, the slate is wiped clean. With rare exceptions like Andreas here, our colleagues are gone. We can look only to ourselves. And that means, no matter what medical specialty you choose as you advance in your studies, you are entering virgin territory. Upon completion of your training, you will be more than healers. You will be pathbreakers, cartographers, adventurers. And as you begin down that road, I ask this of you. Let this be the last generation to rely on the text of a Renaissance-era Italian anatomist to learn your craft. 
It is my hope. It is my belief that someone in this room will write the text that replaces his. Thank you. I have time for one or two questions, I think. Who's going to be bold enough to ask their first official question as an initiate? Oh, a lot of you. Mm, brave group. Uh, how about you, sir? I heard the order has a working digital cogitator. Will we get to use it? Great question. And the answer is, our archivist would burn the chapter house to the ground before he lets an initiate touch his precious machine. In all seriousness, we have a few pre-annihilation clinical analyzers, and yes, a cogitator. But we don't have any special way to use electricity safely here, unfortunately. Our artifacts are not protected against EMPs, which means we're at the mercy of the pulses, just like everyone else. Since we can't predict when a pulse will occur, we risk destroying our machines every time we turn them on. So we only use our electrical equipment for vital lab work and then only rarely. But if you study hard, and if you are very lucky, you too might someday know the joy of writing up a detailed proposal for 10 minutes of computer time. <laughs> I have time for one more question. Yes, you ma'am. Um, when will we be able to help the refugees from Newark? I'm glad you asked. I'm, I'm sure the attack on Newark has been a topic of discussion among your class. Many members of the order, including myself, have triaged the survivors. It's, um... These people have seen suffering I can't imagine. The answer is, I'm sure your fratteries will organize volunteers for the relief effort in short order. I know we live in uncertain times. But I'm going to ask you to try to remember something. As much as it might feel otherwise, the war is hundreds of miles away. Before you can treat anyone, you need to learn how to do it safely. For now, focus everything you have on your lessons and your studies. Learn, grow, advance. Because Remainder is going to need your skill and your dedication now more than ever. On that note, I see your clinical instructor, Dr. Raymond Samuels, has arrived. I will take that as my cue. Dismissed everyone, and uh, once again, welcome. And primum non nocere. Primum non nocere. Great speech, Daniel. Thank you, Raymond. I meant it for what it was worth. Have you seen some of the scores on the aptitude test this year? Some of these kids are practically ready for advanced coursework, Listen, coming right into their Daniel, first classes. I hate to interrupt, but can you come with me? I need you to consult with a patient. And what is that? On my wrist, you mean. This is an authentic pre-annihilation digital recorder. It actually works, too. Ought to. I spent a month's worth of script on it. And it's shielded against EMPs. Totally immune to the pulses. I can use it whenever I want. Isn't that incredible? I was recording my speech for posterity. I thought it would be good for the order to have a record Impressive, of all... Daniel. I'm sure you can record our conversation on the way, but I need your assistance immediately. It's urgent. Of course, your patient. Lead the way. Monday, 15th of Good Harvest, 100 NE. Notes for patient consultation with Dr. Raymond Samuels. Patient is located at... Raymond, aren't we going to New Boston General? Why are we headed towards the seaport? You taking me to the... You taking me to the Newark refugee tent at the docks? Bransky shipping concern? Is this a house call? I don't have my filter mask or any gloves. I was expecting to use the hospital's equipment. You won't need those things, Daniel. I promise. Come inside with me. This is a warehouse. Where are all the crates? What's going on, Raymond? Right through here, Daniel. There's just some people I want you to meet. 
This is the man I was telling you about. I'd like to introduce Dr. Daniel McNaughton. Daniel, this is Lieutenant Bayless of the Territorial Militia. And this is Ms... Cooper. Right, right, Ms. Cooper of the OTI. OTI. As in Office of Territorial Intelligence? So what is this, some sort of spy safe house, like in those tawdry rag sheets? You told me I was meeting a patient, Raymond. You pulled me away from my business at the Order, and you dragged me halfway across the city. I I told you already, I am not interested in joining the war effort. My work at the Order is too important, and any half-trained initiate can stitch up a wounded soldier. And I will tell you something else. When you joined the Order of Hippocrates, you made a vow to leave the militia in your past. I do not think the Monsignor would be too pleased to find you involved with... whatever this is. Out of respect for our friendship, Raymond, I'm going to forget that this ever happened. Mr. Bayless, Ms. Cooper, goodbye. Sit down and listen, Doc. Excuse me, you Humorous, Dr. McNaughton? Please. In 96, there was an outbreak of cattle rot in Stanley's Reach. You helped contain it. Tell us about that. First of all, it's called variola, or smallpox, not cattle rot. Colloquialisms breed misinformation. A young man was exploring a ruin on the banks of Cleftwater and opened something he shouldn't have. He brought it back to his homestead. The disease began to spread from ranch to ranch. By the time the Order of Hippocrates was notified, practically the entire reach was exposed. The Monsignor of the New Boston Chapter House asked me to travel to the outbreak site to help contain the disease. Why you? Because I wrote the protocol for containing an augmented pathogen when I was in novitiate. This particular strain was augmented by the preans, there was no question. It only affected adults of fighting age, between 18 and 40 years old. <laughs> that would have been considered humane in the pre-annihilation era, if you can believe it. No children, no elderly, legitimate targets only. So, what did you do when you got to the Reach? Well, the first thing we did was impose an effective quarantine, which the local authorities had completely failed to do. Then I was able to study the variola itself, determine its infection vectors, see if inoculation was feasible or if countermeasures were effective. Since elderly individuals were immune, I organized the more aged villagers to conduct extensive interviews with the population to track down patient zero. It was painstaking work. Look, none of this is secret. I wrote a monograph about the Stanley's Reach incident that was widely published. I wanted to hear it from you directly. Let me ask you another question. What do you know about strain NX1? It's... weaponized pulmonary anthrax. I mean, fully weaponized. Antimicrobial immunity, gene-tailored mutagenic properties, highly accelerated symptomatic timetable. No sensitivities to age like smallpox in the reach. It was an indiscriminate killer. We think that NX1 was the strain that wiped out Madrid in 34 BA. I've read a few media reports from the time. The mortality rate was over 95%. Why in the holy triad's name are you asking me about NX1? Because we think the Horde has it. Or will have it. Soon. My god. How? Where did they even Dr. Find... McNaughton, you've treated some of the refugees from the Newark massacre, haven't you? How did you... Never mind. Yes, I have. Uh, the first survivors arrived by boat two weeks ago. I was on the medical team that cleared them for entry into New Boston. So you've heard some first-hand accounts of the Horde's sacking of the city? I've heard absolute horror stories. Those poor people survived an atrocity. And the injuries... Severed limbs, gunshot wounds, blunt force trauma. 
I'll have you know it was all I could do to conduct a rudimentary examination of each of the refugees. The 48 hours your militia friends gave me was not nearly enough time to catalog all the post-traumatic symptoms these poor what people- What you don't know is that last month, a newer construction crew discovered a pre-annihilation bioweapon research facility inside an abandoned university. Most of what they surveyed inside was just junk, but there was one intact canister. A canister labeled NX-1. We sealed off the entire wing and put it under guard until we could safely remove the material inside. But before we could do that, the horde burst through our defenses and burned down the city. So you just let them take it? Of course not. Do you know how many men we lost getting all the civilians out of that hellhole? Lieutenant, please. No, Dr. McNaughton, we did not let them take it. We had a team guarding the facility. When it became clear the city was going to fall, the team was ordered to remove the canister and rendezvous with an operative outside Scranton. We've been waiting for confirmation of their arrival. Well, we just heard from our asset. The team with the anthrax has gone silent. No contact whatsoever. Dr. McNaughton, we need you to travel to Scranton. Try to locate the canister and get it safely back into the hands of the United Territories before the unbroken horde or anyone else gets a hold of it. Stanley's Reach is two days' travel from New Boston, and that's the farthest I've ever journeyed. Pennsylvania is... It is a shooting gallery. Disease control is one thing in your own backyard, but in, in Pennsylvania? Dr. McNaughton, please believe me. If there were anyone else more qualified for this mission, you wouldn't be here. We don't entrust territorial security secrets to civilians lightly, but there is no one with more knowledge of ancient bioweapons in the entire United Territories than you. Maybe not in all of Remainder. If the canister is still secure and intact, we will need your knowledge to get it back safely. If not, we need you on the ground to advise us on containing a possible outbreak. You won't be going alone. Lieutenant Bayliss is going to accompany you with a partner to provide physical security. They are outriders, the militia's elite corps. They will keep you safe. Bayliss is in charge when it comes to tactical decisions, but if and when you recover the canister, you'll decide how to deal with it. What about the rest of my team? In the Reach, I had half a dozen third-year novitiates to assist. I'll need a week to gather volunteers ready a supply wagon. There's no team here, Doctor. No wagon, either. We are not welcome in Pennsylvania. And if the coal combines find out what's sitting on their doorstep, the Horde might just become the least of our worries. Lieutenant Bayliss knows how to be unobtrusive. He can get you where you need to go, but he can't babysit a bunch of half-trained rich kids who want to go sightseeing in Penny. It's just you. That's the only way this works. Look, I don't know. I, I understand how serious this is. I can give you the names of good people, Doctor, but I don't see- Doctor, I don't see... know if this is modesty or cowardice, but I don't have time for either. Do I really have to explain what will happen if the Horde acquires NX-1? Do you have any idea what kind of damage Atlanta would wreak with a viable strain? Do no harm. Isn't that the motto of your little order? Because I cannot imagine a more harmful action than sitting by and doing nothing at this moment. Now, for the last time, can we count on you? Yes. You're right, of course. Uh, give me some time to make arrangements for my absence. Uh, I'll be ready to leave in the morning. You left this afternoon, Doctor. After your speech. 
We took the liberty of informing your secretary that you're traveling to an order chapter house in Portsmouth by steamer. And we have a travel bag of your belongings from your apartment. We thought we could pack more efficiently than you could, given the circumstances. You leave tonight at sunset. <laughs> you look pale, doctor. Don't worry. I'm sure there's nothing out there you all can't handle. Pick your jaw off the floor, Doc. We've got work to do. This is Cora Ducarmont, third chem cook of the Carolina Throng, recording an interview with Newark Prisoner 97881 for delivery to the House of Shadows. Damn you! Throng Alpha Damn Gina Headtrip conducting the interview. Glory to the King Atlanta and glory to his unbroken horde. We're recording Alpha. Lovely. And good afternoon to you, slave. I'm so happy to meet you. I'm told you're one of the bravest men that my pack has encountered in New Jersey. I can't tell you what a relief that is. I've been speaking with your Newark brothers and sisters all day. Tears and begging, tears and begging. It would enrage me if it weren't so boring. Hasn't it been a tiresome day, Cook? Yes, yes, Alpha. But you, you, my friend, you promise an end to my monotony. My pack tells me that you stayed behind to make sure that the rest of your team got away. That you barred the door with your own body when you ran out of bullets for your rifle. That you tried to take your own life with your pistol when my reborn warkin crashed through your barricade. You, slave, have a story. Tell it to me. What were you keeping from my reborn? What tribute were you withholding from your glorious king? Go to hell, you drug-soaked bitch. The butcher is not my king. Our king rules from sea to shining sea, slave. Believe me when I tell you he doesn't care whether you know it or not. But let's not get distracted by politics. Let's talk, soldier to soldier. Do you prefer the gun or the knife? What? The gun or the knife? It's not a test, slave. There's no wrong answer. Some warriors prefer the thrill of making the perfect shot. Watching your enemy jerk backwards in a red spray. I myself prefer the knife. Smelling your prey's sweat. The metal scent of his adrenaline. To see the look on his face when you've penetrated his defense and got your blade clean through the ribs. But, as I said, there's no wrong answer. We're just talking, so which do you prefer? The gun? Or the knife. There's nothing I like better than shooting you big, ugly, deformed, dope freaks. You make such easy targets. That's what I thought. Let's start with that. Oh my god! My feet! Resuming interview of Prisoner 97881. Ready, Alpha. There will be no more technical difficulties, Cook. Yes, my Alpha. Well then, let's pick up where we left off, shall we? After a truly vigorous discussion, the slave has decided to tell us his tale. Regale us, slave, and no more falsehoods, please. There are still plenty of fingers on your left hand. Damn you! Corporal Chester Glass, 9th Newark, United Territories Militia. My squad was guarding... was guarding a canister here in Newark. Grunts didn't get told what was in it. When the dope freak... When the horde overran the city, my team got the canister away. And where were they headed, slave? 
Your king wants to know. Really? We were having such a productive conversation. All right then, turn off the recorder, Cook. No need to waste the House of Shadows' time with small talk. No, wait, wait! They were headed for Scranton. They were supposed to meet someone there. They were headed to a warehouse in Scranton where I-81 first enters the city, all right? That's all I know. That's all I know. I believe you. You held out for a long time, slave, longer than I expected. You gave your team a good head start. Even if we leave tonight, we have a lot of ground to make up. This will be a worthy chase, won't it, Cook? Well, for that, I thank our slave here. And more importantly, the king in Atlanta thanks you. Because we will recover that canister, slave, in his name. My squad will never let you! <gasps> Cook! The slave tasker told me you've never been assigned to a pack before. What is your name? It's Cora. Cora Ducarmont. Cora? That man I shot. He had value. He was brave and loyal to his people. In time, he might have seen the worthiness of our purpose. We could have made a useful addition to the throng. Perhaps he could even have become reborn. Why did I kill him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> because for one instant, he obstructed our great undertaking. We live by simple law. All that exists belongs to the kingdom. We have no borders. We have no territory. Every blade of grass and speck of dirt is ours to claim. Every man, woman, and child is ours to claim. We are the true inheritors of Remainder, and our glorious king will forge an empire that spans this forsaken continent. We reborn are the instruments of his will, his uh, favored children. Submit to us. Submit to him and prosper. Defy us? And join that slave dying alone in the ruins of his city. You understand? Yes, Alpha. And you understand what's expected of you in my pack, Cook? Make your narcotics, aid you in the renewal ceremony, mend wounds, and anything else you command, Alpha. I'm so glad. And one more thing. Stop flinching every time you see someone get hurt. It's pathetic. You serve a horde war pack now, Cora Ducarmont. I promise you, you'll see a lot of killing. Now, get this recording to a courier for the House of Shadows, then be ready to leave this place in two hours. Our pack is going hunting. Private encryption enabled. Testing, testing. This is Cora Ducarmont. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I am, was a pharmacist. Now I'm being held prisoner by monsters. Six months ago, the Horde came to Fayetteville. They killed anyone who resisted. They took us, all of us, to Atlanta as a prize for the Butcher King. They made us slaves, hauling rubble, doing construction, working in factories. Since I know chemistry, they put me to work in a lab, making amphetamines. Then, a few days ago, they took me and some of the other lab techs to Newark, told us that we would be cooks for the war effort. I'm supposed to make drugs for their soldiers, the animals they call the reborn. And I do other things, too. 
Little tasks for the leader, a psycho named Gina. Stuff she doesn't want to bother with. Like, record her torture sessions. She gave me this little digital recorder so I can preserve all the horrible shit she does to show her masters. But my mom was a tinkerer back home. Showed me some of the old pre-ant stuff she used to fix up. I figured out how to mod the recorder. I've set up a separate channel so I can make my own recordings. I've been playing along, doing what I have to to survive. I never would have been able to escape Atlanta, but out here, maybe there's a chance that I can get away from them. And people need to know what the Horde is doing. What they're capable of. They need to be stopped. And they can be. They have a secret. Their strength is their weakness. The Phoenix. The Phoenix is their weakness. If you could just get the Phoenix... Hulk! Get out of that ragged tent and... What are you doing? I'm familiarizing myself with the recorder, Alpha. I don't want to make any more mistakes. Don't wear down the power supply. And take this. Yes, Alpha. Uh, what is it? It's a wireless telegraph. A radio and a manual. Read it. The House of Shadows has shades everywhere, monitoring for communications. With this, we can contact them directly if we need to. Otherwise, we'll report on our progress using dead drops. If our pack hunts true, we won't need it. But we will be prepared should the scale require adjustment. Alpha, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Oh, was that too much for our pack's egg-headed chemist? This is a box. When you talk into it, someone at the other end hears you and talks back. You will carry it and you will learn how to use it. You will only use it when I tell you to do so. Are you capable of that, or should I leave you in the nearest slave pen and find someone who is? I will do as you order, Alpha. Lovely. And don't turn it on. It's not protected from electromagnetic pulsing. It will burn out after a few minutes once it's powered. Yes, Alpha. Good. Now put it in your pack and get prepared to travel. We're marching all night. I hope you packed comfortable shoes. (laughs) At once, my Alpha. We're headed to Scranton, trying to find a group of soldiers carrying a bioweapon. I pray to God we fail. Remainder was created and written by Will Eisenberg and Dave Reaney. Directed by Matthew Reaney. Original music by Marty Eisenberg. Recording, editing, Foley, and AD by Jane Dashow. Production assistance by Nicole Scandifio. Starring Harry Aspinwall, Corey Boten, Emma Brock, Eric Chesky, Ken Dashow, John D. Silvestri, Denitra Faith, Amadeo Fusca, Courtney Gift, Toger Hansen, Joshua Kachnik, Laura King Otazo, Kate Laurie, Malik Rashad, Matthew Rini, Michael Saitau, Janelle Sosa, and Adam Souza. Hey, this is Dave Rini, one of the creators of Remainder. Putting together this podcast was a labor of love for us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, it would really mean a lot to us if you'd rate us on Apple Podcasts or whatever your favorite podcast app is. It really does help other people find us. And don't forget to tell all of your friends to listen too. Thanks a lot.